Running is not meant to be stressful, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's meant to bring us joy, clarity, and confidence. That's why I'm on a mission to teach you how I keep running simple and help you find your inner grit. Let's put an end to the idea that running is just one more weight loss strategy, because the truth is, running can actually be your ticket to a happier, more fulfilled life. By the way, this misconception that running is only meant for certain people, that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. Welcome to the Run Your Happy Life podcast. I'm Tina Reppa, and I am so glad you are hanging out with me today. I am excited about today's topic. It is something that is near and dear to my heart. It has everything to do with having what I call the ultra marathon mindset, which means that you have to learn how to embrace discomfort and being uncomfortable, and that it's not as scary as you think. Things are not as hard as we perceive them, and we are not as weak as we think. We are so much tougher and stronger and can handle so much more than we ever thought possible. But this is one of my favorite topics. I am hitting it really hard with our current runners this week because they're starting to get into their uncomfortable zones and getting a little bit nervous about that when they see the minutes begin to increase on their intervals, but they are rocking it. And you know, by the end of this week, they're going to realize that they are as I just said, so much stronger than they ever thought possible. So um, stay tuned, you guys. I can't wait to hang out with you today. I am super excited to share that, you know, our next challenge group will be taking place at the end of June. And during that one week free challenge, that's when we get a lot of people coming in, showing interest in wanting to become a runner and getting to test out the waters to see if they think it's something that they might want to stick with. So it's a super exciting time. What's really cool about this upcoming challenge, this will be a challenge for our summer group that forms. We are currently in the middle of rocking our spring group. Our current soulmates right now are getting ready to start their week two of the 5K training. And there are six of those total for that portion of the training. And so um, they're only five weeks away from getting to their 5K already, which is kind of mind blowing. But the cool part about our spring group and then our summer group is that our summer group will be rounding out our first full year of Tina Repa running of the program. And after this summer group, that will be everybody in who have gone through our running groups. They will be basically the first generation of runners, non-runners into runners. And that's so cool to think about because in July, it will officially be one full year. So my my very first runners that ever started on this program and this journey from non-runners to runners or non-runners to a 5K started last July. And so it's really crazy to think that it's almost been one full year and to think about how far we've come, how much things have changed and grown along the way. And this, this will be the final group of pioneers, um, if you will, that will be taking on this journey. And then after that, we'll be going into like, you know, I don't know, like the second generation. And I don't know if I will offer, open up the program 
as many times as I have this past year. I really, it was important to me to open up the program for every season of the year because I wanted to see how all of the aspects changed. You know, I wanted to have a winter group to see how winter training went and to see what the needs were and what the challenges were. I wanted to have, um, you know, our winter warriors who started in January, those like right after Christmas time, I wanted to see how that went. I wanted to see how our spring group would do, our fall group. And I wanted to be able to, you know, document and figure out how to navigate those challenges. And so I offered the free challenge once each season and created a group around that as well. So, you know, we have runners who have started in each part of that journey and each part has its own challenges for sure. You know, spring and fall are the most ideal times to take on a running program. And and typically spring and fall are considered like racing season. So, you know, if you want to set a goal, you're most likely going to be achieving that goal or meeting that finish line in the fall or in the spring. That's when a lot of the the races are slated to, to be because it's just the most enjoyable weather. The thing is, in order to get to those goals, you have got to train in either the summer or in the winter. You're going to have to dig deep in those types of conditions, you know, whether you're working through you know, the heat and figuring out how to navigate that, or you're working in in the winter and having to bundle up and work through the snow and and all those things. They both come with their own challenges and they both have their own benefits. I mean, there's something really great about being able to sweat it out in the summer. Like there's nothing as awesome to me as waking up early, getting a run in and coming back just dripping with sweat and then getting a shower and being ready to start the day. Like that feels so good to me. And then winter runs are, I've just, you know, you never feel, for me, I feel like the biggest badass running in winter. You know, like in all those conditions that everybody wants to to sit out in, you know, to be able to go out and navigate the snow and the trails and, um, you know, be able to bundle up and and get out there when so many people are kind of like getting in hibernation mode, which um, I totally get, but I love taking on the elements. And I've run several races in the winter for that reason, because you guys know that, you know, digging deep and finding that that inner that inner beast in you, right? Like it is so fulfilling and you only get to do those things when you put yourself in challenging, uncomfortable, inconvenient positions. And, and it's easy to do regardless of how far you're going. You know, if you get out there in those kinds of elements, whether it's, oh, I love me some good summer rain runs too. Those might be my all-time favorite. You know, if you get out there in the rain or you get out there in the snow or the wind, it's it's really cool because you start to feel like you are basically like unstoppable. Like there's nothing that you can't take on. And you just start to feel like, I don't know really how to put this, but like you have leveled up because most people aren't out there doing that. And so... It just, it, it raises your level of confidence. It raises your level of, of inner strength and grit. And you just feel so good for doing it. And so whenever the spring and fall racing seasons roll around, you just feel ready to go. And nothing, I, I love taking on those kinds of conditions. And, you know, all of our runners kind of adapt that adapt to that mindset, which I love so much because I always tell them, I am training them with an ultra marathon mindset, even though they're beginning with zero, zero miles to 5k. An ultra marathon is anything over 26.2 miles. And it is a whole different ball game. It is a whole different mindset to be able to run those kinds of hours, those kinds of distances. But I am teaching 
my beginning runners how to have that kind of mindset and and to really like it's just basically like you find that inner badass so much faster and so much so much quicker and you you know you instantly take on that role whenever you're able to adapt to that and embrace the ultra marathon mindset of like I'm going to do this it's going to be tough but bring it on and so you know because we've trained like that from the get go it took me a long time to get to that point you guys I did not start running like that. I started running trying to lose weight. Y'all know the story. Trying to run a mile here, a mile there, just trying to burn calories, and I was absolutely miserable. There was nothing enjoyable about it. I just wanted it to be over, and I kept thinking, well, gosh, I only burned 200 calories anyway. Like, I might as well just not go um, until I, you know, discovered racing and learning how to push myself and feeling how fulfilled I could be from doing things that made me uncomfortable and that were hard, and so that's what I did, and it took me years years before I could develop the ultra marathon mindset and it took so much training and it happened naturally for me but it doesn't have to take that long like you can start shifting your mindset right away into ultra marathon mindset which is basically embracing discomfort realizing that you're so much tougher than you think you are accepting that you can go much farther than you ever thought you could and that there is like this this mental space where you can find comfort in discomfort you can learn to expect things to be challenging but to welcome challenging and to still what I call like settle in to that challenge and allow yourself to find a rhythm inside of it and you'll realize like your mind can go to different places and you can really just you know keep going and take on more than you ever thought possible when you go with the mindset of like okay I've got to get through these minutes or I have to get through this mile and you're always looking for the end of that that distance or that time, it's draining on you. Because just like, you know, watching a pot of boiling water, if you sit there and stare at it, it feels like forever. Where if you have your mind on something else, if you're able to just be in the moment and 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 do other things, like you're still running, you're still jogging, you're still moving your body, but you're doing so and also allowing your mind to kind of wander onto other things because you've settled into this comfortable, as comfortable as you can get, with your discomfort and you just, you're not staring at it and time just seems to pass. And you you really have to get into those moments whenever you're doing things like training for a marathon or an ultra marathon. And, um, but, but if you can master that early on, which is what we really strive for, I, I do think that we're able to get like, slowly but surely we are em- embracing that and uncovering that and and it comes with again pushing through those difficult times and not just with weather but inconvenient times when you are tired whenever you do have to get up early when you have to go late when you didn't get as much sleep when you know you have to go right after work whatever it is like and, and saying to yourself like all right well I'm gonna do this anyway forgetting a sports bra and still doing a run I know that one's a tough one but it, I've had runners who do that or running in in your boots because you forgot your shoes or running at work like literally in your work clothes and running in your scrubs, right? Like all of these things have been done by my runners through this past year, running in the rain, running in the cold, running in the morning, running at night, running in all of the elements and all of the conditions. And they've done all of that because they have embraced the ultra marathon mindset, which is it's okay to be a little uncomfortable and I'm not going to expect it to be perfect and I'm going to be okay. And because of that, they're like ready to take on anything. It's amazing. It's really amazing. And you know, when we ran the, the Pittsburgh Marathon a couple of weeks ago, it stormed, it was windy, it poured down raining in numerous in numerous areas. And I honest to God, when I retell the story to people, when they ask me, how was the marathon? How did it go? I tell the story about the marathon, like, oh my gosh, we got there on 
Thursday and I, you know, we had milkshakes every night while we were there at the milkshake factory because it was so good. Um, I talk about how Mike and I like really kind of pulled each other through, how I was a little nauseous. You know, one thing I never mention is the weather. And it's crazy to me. It just doesn't come to mind because I never make it a thing. I know that's weird. I just, I don't think of it as a thing. It, it never worried me. Never once did I watch the weather and say like, oh, I wonder what's coming. Uh, I would only be worried if they were going to cancel it, but I knew it was going to be rainy. I didn't know that it was going to storm, but I never, it never fazed me. I was like, oh, here's the rain. Oh, it stopped raining. Oh, my shoes are wet. Like it never fazed me. I just keep going. Like you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And I think when you have that mindset and you allow yourself to say like, okay, yeah, it's hard, but here we go. Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't know why I have to be comfortable all the time. Like it's not going to happen. And you really in, you know, when you're, when you're not waiting and sitting and wishing you were, you know, quote unquote more comfortable, you realize you're not that uncomfortable. Like it's okay. I'm, I'm going to be okay. And we talked a lot about Mike and I, you know, he hasn't done as many, um, crazy weather runs as I have. He, he just hasn't, he hasn't had the opportunity. He hasn't run for that long and he didn't love running as much as I did until recently. And so, you know, this was very odd for him. And he just kept thinking like, my shoes are going to be heavy. And, and what about blisters and that kind of thing? But I'm like, it's fine. Like, you're going to be fine. You're going to keep running. Like, you're not going to stop. You're going to put one foot in front of the other. And sure, it might change our pace, but we're not going to, we're not even looking at our pace. We're just going. And, and I, you know, I pride myself on keeping it simple that way. And somebody, I don't, we had a couple people who were following us with like the text messaging app where it will text them when we hit certain points of the run will cross over certain mats and it will say like, oh, they were at mile three and this was their pace. And what's really funny is we kept the same pace the entire 26 miles, the same pace. We did not look at our pace, not once. And when I say pace, I'm talking about like how fast we were going. And on our watches, it of course tells us our distance, but it also tells us how fast we're going. Not one time did he or I look at our watch to see how far we've gone or how fast we were going, not one time. What we did was we searched for that place where we knew we were pushing ourselves, but it was maintainable. So we knew we were jogging, but we knew we could sustain it. And that's what we call our comfortable, comfortably uncomfortable place. And we searched for that. And once we settled into that, it's kind of crazy because we didn't try to have the same pace, but we ended up consistently running the same pace the entire time. And it was really funny to me because we had some rough moments in that race, as you know, we talked about in the last podcast, we had some rough times and we've had, you know, we had to stop. I stopped to see my dad. We stopped to refill, like, and when we refill those camelbacks, like you have to totally like open up the bag and, you know, they came over with a gallon, a gallon jug of water to pour it in. Uh, you know, we stopped and ate bananas, like the whole, the whole deal. So like, you know, we were just able to still, after all of that, find the rhythm and get back into it and just stay in that place. And that's like that place that we're constantly searching for, that comfortably uncomfortable place. And it does exist and it takes some practice getting there. And I think part of it is like allowing yourself to get your mind right, get your mindset, your mindset in a place where like you are accepting, like I'm good, I'm okay, I'm gonna be okay. And it reminds me like, Earlier this week, I had a student, you guys know I'm a school counselor during the day, and I had a student, a first grader, who was having a little meltdown outside of my office, and he was he was yelling and crying, and he was like breathing really heavy, and 
I came out with him and he kept saying, I need to go to your office. I need to go to your office. I need, I just need three minutes. I just need to calm down. And I said, no, we're not going to go to my office because you have everything you need right here to calm down. And so I sat on the floor next to him and I said, okay, we're going to, we're going to take some deep breaths. You ready? And, you know, through our less, the lessons that I teach, I've taught them all kinds of different breathing strategies, like dragon breathing, where you like, you breathe through your nose, in through your nose and then out like a dragon. And um, so he knows several of those. And so we did them together. And he's like, but if I could just, he was kind of having a little mini panic attack, but if I could just get to your office or, or, or somewhere else, I need to go somewhere to calm down. And I, it was so important that he realized like that it was okay. No, he didn't. Because the last thing I needed him to feel was that if he, got himself worked up or if something was challenging in his day that if he didn't have access to me or to my office or to this place he felt like he needed to go that he wouldn't be able to calm down right like that's a terrifying thought I needed him to sit there in that discomfort for a moment and trust me that we could get comfortable where we were and so we did our breathing we did our breathing and he said but I want to go to your office he loves to come to my office anyway I have a lot of you know great things in there um, and so I said to him, I'll tell you what, once we work on calming down right here in this spot where we are, once we do that, I'm going to take you in there and I'm going to let you spend three minutes in there once we've already calmed down. And, um, but I said, we are going to calm down right now. We don't need anything special. We just need our mindset. So we did deep breathing and you guys within like maybe 20 to 30 seconds, he was calm. He was calm. And so I said to him when we were done, I said, oh my gosh, like, you, do you realize what happened? And he said, yeah. I mean, he is such, he's such a, a fun kid to talk to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what happened. We calmed down and we're just in the hallway. I said, yeah. So I said to him, like, what did we need to calm down? And he said, nothing. We didn't use anything. I said, right. It's inside of you. I said, it's in here. And I pointed to him. I said, it's in here. Everything you need to calm down is in here. And I said, now let's talk about the things we use. We did deep breathing. Do you need anything to do deep breathing? No, we don't. We did some counting. Do you need anything to do counting? No, I don't. And so I had to show him that it was okay to be uncomfortable and that we could change our mindset to change our comfort level. And so we sat right there in that spot and he was able to understand that we were okay no matter where we were. So I took him and we practiced like, okay, guess what? We're in the cafeteria now. What if I got upset here? Where can I calm down? And he's like, right here. I said, what if I'm over there? Then, you know, he understood I can calm down over there. And it was all about the mindset of realizing like I'm okay. But for some reason, it's a natural reaction, our body's way of protecting ourselves, preserving ourselves, I'm sure. But when we start to feel uncomfortable, our body starts to panic, right? Even if we're talking about running or we're walking or pushing our pace, whatever it is, when we start to feel uncomfortable, our body starts to like, well, hold up, hold up, hold up. Do we need to stop? Well, hold up. What's going on? But if we can take a moment and realize that we have everything we need right here and we can shift our mindset to take like a deep breath and say like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Not just I'm okay, but I'm strong. I prepared for this. I'm ready for this. Like this is what I've been working for. I've been working for this discomfort. I've been training for this discomfort level and I'm ready for it. Like bring it on because you guys know you cannot grow unless you are feeling some sort of resistance or discomfort. And so you, you welcome it and you say, here you are, like I'm ready for you because I know once I face you that I can go to the next level. And so that's what was happening kind of at that marathon too. For me or the half marathon for the runners who who did the half marathon, like there, there was a level of like, I'm uncomfortable, but I am freaking doing this. Like here, like, let's go. I'm here for it. And they are on cloud nine. And just to give a quick update on them, 
my runners who ran the half marathon who went from nothing to half marathon they i told them they had a mandatory two weeks off and they like won't stop messaging me about can i run today can i run today which makes really makes me laugh like nope can i interest you in walking because you know resting is just as important as the push so um that's where we are but you guys i just want you to realize the power of your mindset and the power of having that ultra marathon mindset to be able to go out and do an ultra marathon if you ever listen to or watch courtney dewalter or dean carnazis um, there's some of my favorite ultra runners to pay attention to, to watch on YouTube. They have amazing mindsets, but when you start getting yourself, they run hundred milers, Courtney DeWalters run 250 milers. And I know that might sound crazy, but it's all relative, right? It's all relative. It just depends how often you want to show up, how far you want to go, how much time do you have? It's all relative. Everybody's in their own level of their, their own ultra marathon. For some people, an ultra, an ultra run might feel like a five minute a five minute interval for where you are right now. Um, or if you've been doing it for a very long time, it could be a 50 mile or hundred mile, whatever it is. So um, the thing is you have to learn, like to train yourself for that kind of a, um, a run, you have to be ready to run when you're tired because you're running through the night. You're running at least 24 hours. If you're doing a, a 100 miler, most <laughs> most normal people, Courtney DeWalter can probably, and Dean Carnes can probably do it a lot faster, but you're looking at a great time for that would be a 24 hour. So you're running through the night, you're running tired. So you have to prepare yourself for that by running uncomfortably, like running when you're tired, skipping some sleep and running or figuring out how to eat and run at the same time. Like it's all part of the process. And not that you guys have to go do that. I understand that that's not everybody's cup of tea and that's, that's okay. But the mindset is the same. The mindset is the same. Like I'm going to do something uncomfortable and uncomfortable might mean I have to wake up early. Uncomfortable might mean I'm going to lose a little bit of sleep to get this run in. Uncomfortable might mean I'm going to have to go out in the warmer weather after work. Like I'm going to have to find my uncomfortable, but here's the thing. Just like training yourself for an ultra marathon by running at nighttime when you would normally be sleeping, you can train yourself for whatever challenge is coming your way, whether it's getting up before work, running in the warm, warm weather in the afternoon, having to run in the cold, you can prepare yourself in that way just by doing it more often. And so as the saying goes, the more you do, the easier it gets. The more times you show up for that, the less scary it is. The more times you allow yourself to be uncomfortable, the more you allow yourself to be inconvenienced, right? How many times do, do workouts feel inconvenient because you have so many other things to do? Like I have this to do for work or I have to take my kids here or whatever it is, it's never going to be easy and convenient. That doesn't happen. It's never going to be easy and convenient. It's just, that's life. So you have to figure out like, you know, the more you run it in convenient times, right after work, before work, during a practice, after the kids go to bed, whatever it is, the more, or during your lunch break, during, you know, during work, whatever it is, the more you practice that running at inconvenient times, the less stressful it is, the more you convince yourself that you can make it happen. There's really nothing stopping you from meeting your goals because you've already proven like I can do things when it's not that convenient. I can do it if I forgot my running shoes and I have to wear these. Like, yeah, I've been there, done that. Not that I highly recommend that, but you know, I'm gonna run in my scrubs as my sister has done numerous times because she said to herself, if I go in that house because I'm so tired after work, I'm not going to be able to come back out. So she has numerous times gone home, parked her car in the driveway and just started running in her scrubs because she knew that that's what she had to do. And it was inconvenient for sure. It was inconvenient to go after work when she was tired and it was inconvenient to 
running her scrubs, but that's what she did to make it happen. And um, she improved by leaps and bounds and did some amazing things. She ran ran 11 miles, ran up to 11 miles going from nothing, 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 zero miles um, and starting a program and showing up three times a week and got herself up to 11 miles, trained for a half marathon and has the intentions of doing more. She did uh, get it, uh, an injury. I think it was, I don't think it was a fracture actually. I think it was um, something with her tendon and I'm gonna be interviewing her soon once we recover from that, but she is just chomping at the bit. She called me yesterday and said, I think I'm gonna be able to run soon. I think I'm gonna be able to run by next week. Well, first I said, she said, I get to start exercising again. I said, okay, well, we'll start you with walking next week. And she was like, um, actually I'm ready to run. Like I wanna start running again. Like she has missed it so much. And you guys, she did not feel that way in the beginning. When she first started, she had to force herself. You're starting something new, it's the hardest place to be in. And you have to force yourself and then eventually your momentum takes over. And if, you know, if you're having trouble doing that, forcing yourself and showing up because you have to get over that hurdle of realizing you can be inconvenienced, you can be uncomfortable and you can do it. And if you're having trouble getting past that point, then get a coach, get a group of people, get somebody who will hold you accountable to get over that hump until you are ready to just go because you will begin to miss it. It will become a part of your life and you will want more and you will want to say like, how far can I go? Will you get tired sometimes? Yeah. Will you need breaks sometimes? Yes. Will you need to take a month off here and there? Of course you will, but you will always want to come back because it feels so good. Your confidence, your physical ability, your stress relief, like it feels so good. It's worth every ounce of time that you have to put into it to show up and um, you guys know it's three days a week. That's it. If you can show up three days a week, you will move mountains. It is all about the consistency. It is all about the consistency. Give yourself three days a week. You can quit four of the days, three days a week, show up and consistently over time, you will amaze yourself with how far you can go with how much you can do. And it's pretty incredible because it feels so doable. You just feel like it's a part of your life. Like I can do this. Like I can make this work three days a week. I can make this work. Even if I have the busiest week, I can find three time slots in my week to fit this in and make this work. And it's pretty empowering and it's pretty cool. So um, that's where we are. So if you, if you have an interest in that, you guys, honestly, there is nothing like, I don't know, like the all-star program. That's not what it's called the running program that we have that, that takes people from zero to 5k in 10 weeks. There's nothing like it as far as the support, accountability, the motivation, the plan, like it's three days a week. It comes to you weekly. Like everything is your handheld the whole way. But by the time you're done, like you are off like a rocket and you're ready. Like it is a part of your life. It is a part of you. You do all of that hard work of, of digging and, and doubting and being pushed through and encouraged the whole way, like the whole way through that, by the time you're done, you see yourself completely differently. You are a different person because of the way you see yourself and the confidence you've gained. And so if you've tried this already, if you're listening and you wanted to become a runner and you've tried and then stopped and then tried and then stopped and, and you're thinking like, gosh, I wish I could get to that point. Like just, just join us, join us for the free challenge. It'll be at the end of June. There'll be so much more information to come. If you do want to get on the wait list for that, you can go to www.tinarepa.com forward slash run and sign up for the wait list. If you want to get on it now, just to make sure that you're notified for, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the third week in June. I'll let you guys know for sure once we have the actual date, but my runners are going to be finishing up their 
5Ks the second week in June. My current soulmates are going to be finishing up their 5K at that point. So we're going to get them finished and then we're going to kick off the challenge and welcome our final, our final group, our summer group, our final group of our very first our first year, which is so exciting. So um, yeah, head on over there for sure if you guys are interested. I do have a walking program that we have introduced and that is is in the works. I've got some people trialing that out for me um, and, and finishing their month, but that's to come. It's a little different than the running program. The running program is very intensive as far as like the support and accountability and the push. Um, the, the walking program is a little bit more you know, hands off compared to the running program, but it's kind of great that way because it's very much self-paced and um, it's a great place to start if you want to get into the running thing, but you're not quite confident enough to be there yet. So more on that to come to you guys. I have them finishing up this month. So June's going to be a big month. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following me on Instagram and Facebook so you get all the current updates. I go live every Wednesday on Facebook and Instagram. So you can join me live. You can join me in the chat, join some of our runners in the chat, whether you're one of the runners or not. We meet there on Wednesdays. Um, and then your podcasts are released every weekend. So make sure you guys are subscribed. I would love for you to leave a review. If you leave a review, it just helps with the algorithm and it helps more people to find me. It helps those of us who are looking for starting a running program um, and learning how to fit it into your life. Like it's just really helpful in being able to, to, manage, to manage that piece and get us out there. So we greatly appreciate that, you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your day. Time is the most precious thing you have, without a doubt. It's the most precious thing you have, and I'm grateful that I was able to spend this time with you today. Please, if you have any questions, any recommendations, something that you want to hear, um, something that you want to know, reach out to me on social media. Send me a direct message, and let's connect and see how I can help you run your happy life. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group or by following me on Instagram at runwithtinareppa. Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time... Go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine.